I'm John DeMond, a columnist for the Saltwire Network. Politics, as we all know, is a harsh business. Losing an election can feel like a personal rejection. I know people who I think have never gotten over losing at the ballot box because their self-esteem took such a clobber. Others, though, move right along with life, perhaps returning to the existence they had before deciding, rightly or wrongly, to run for public office in the first place. Lenore Zan, the well-known performer and also the former MLA and MP from Colchester County, is certainly one of those people. Thanks for joining us, Lenore. Aw, thank you very much, John. It's a pleasure to be here. And congratulations, I gather, are in order. Someone told me, well, Twitter, that it's your birthday <laughs> this week. It is. It is. I, uh, I'm starting the next iteration of my life, the next chapter, at 62. And... Uh, you know, I was a, a self-employed uh, actor, professional for 30 years until I turned 49. And then I went into politics as a parliamentarian, legislative, and then parliamentarian for 12 years. And now at 62, I'm, I'm back at, at it uh, on the boards. Well, that's wonderful. And I guess, uh, I mean, another... Um another anniversary would be happening this week as well. You had things gone a little differently in the summer. You'd be going back into the House of Commons again. And how do you feel about that? Is it, woo, a sigh of relief that, you, that you're not, or a little sadness, a little wistful? How do you feel about uh, that? Well, let's put it this way. I, I was very disappointed, devastated, really, <laughs> on the loss. And I would have loved to be back in Parliament with my liberal colleagues and fighting for all the right things for Canadians and right here for Nova Scotians and mm. Cumberland Colchester. Uh, I would have started on my birthday, but to be honest, instead I was in the studio starting work on my new project, the new series for Disney slash Marvel studios. Yeah. So Go figure. That's pretty cool. That's that's yeah. quite a nice a nice transition. It's not really a transition; it's a return. This is mo mostly what you've done. It is. It's it's interesting. You know, I was I to be honest, I was nervous going into the studio because I hadn't been doing I hadn't done any voiceover um, performances other than singing um, for ten like about ten years. And I was wondering, you know, do I still have it? Do I, you know, do, do they have this faith in me and it's unfounded? But, you know, as soon as I got the headphones on and the mic and, and started doing the lines, and I mean, it, it really is like riding a bicycle. It just came back. It all came back. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, did you, uh, in my intro, I talked with people who, you know, are really devastated. But you said, I think you used the word devastated. Tell me about that. Tell me how how it feels to be uh, to to lose in a public way. Well, uh, to be honest, for the first few weeks, it it was um, a, a deep grieving, mm. and I had already been deeply grieving for the past while, the past year, really, because my sweet young niece Maya Maya Zan Roland. Mm. Uh, had been given a terminal diagnosis mm -hmm. for cancer, osteosarcoma. Mm -hmm. She had to have her leg amputated. She was a gymnast, mm -hmm. and she, she had just turned 17, <sighs> uh, and and she died in the summer. And so mm -hmm. I was grieving deeply, um, and then the election was called. <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, having to put on a smile and be seen in pictures yeah. and 
going out and meeting people and, you know, trying to be happy or at least mm. perceived to be happy. It's, it's, it's difficult. That, that is a very tough acting, acting job, to be honest, mm. especially mm. in a summer that's hot. Nobody really wants an yeah. election. And uh, and people are disgruntled, mm. angry, mad, frustrated, and you know there you are, and, and you're an easy target. Yeah. So um, yeah, so if, for me, when I lost, it just it felt like a continuation of the grieving mm -hmm. I already was feeling, and it was and I, actually to be able to stay in my house and just grieve for a few weeks for yeah. both my niece and for the loss. Um, and for everything else that has happened, um, was almost like a, a necessary, I, I mean, mm -hmm. like a healing action. I had to do that. Mm -hmm. It was, you would have known you were in for a dog fight because it's always, yeah. I mean, it's traditionally, it's, it's, not, it's traditionally, it's kind of a conservative rider has been historically, is it not? I mean, you've, yeah, you've, managed, to, like, you've managed to hold it in here yeah. because, uh, I, I won four out of the five elections mm. I ran and yeah. each time, uh, people said, oh, well, you know, you can't win. Like, there's no way. Like, how would an NDP ever win in Truro, yeah. Nova Scotia, first of all? Yeah. And, I mean, I won I won three times in a row uh, and surprised the critics every time. And then um, the and then the, the then the federal election, uh, I won that one the last time. But that was very close. I only mm -hmm. won by 470 votes. Yeah. And then this last one I, I lost. But. You know, uh, that you know, you you just yeah. keep going, and uh, you know, you win some and you lose some. She told me that a long time ago. Do you think? Uh, and and you've been in politics now for quite a while. You're a you're you're a, an established veteran. For women in that period, that you know, fifteen or twenty years, has it gotten better for women in politics? Or no. Worse? no, it's gotten worse. Really? Um, yeah. It was, it's it's very difficult as a woman. There's so much misogyny and resentment towards women who are achieving, who are getting close to the ring of power, so to speak. And the closer you get to that ring of power or that that seat of power, it seems the harder the the patriarchal part of society, those who are traditionally thinking that men should be running the show, they fight harder and dirtier and yeah. really, really try to take you down. And it's vicious. It, you, yeah. you have to, they say you have to have a thick skin. I don't have a thick skin, mm. but I've learned to have to overcome any of the um, any of the projectiles that are sent my way, and and try not to let them affect me personally, which is very very difficult mm. to do. So any woman who's thinking about running needs to be aware of that, but also do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need we need women. We need more women in more levels mm. of government, and mm. we need to support each other. We need more women. Supporting each other in order for us to be able to make change, the change that's necessary. Are you surprised, necessary. Uh, Lenore, that it hasn't gotten any better for women politicians, women entering politics? Well, they say that things happen. Um, there are there are reactions to progress. You might make a few steps in progress, yeah. but then there'll be a backlash. Uh, Witness um, Obama. You know, Obama yeah. won the election in the States, he was the first black president, and then there was a, a backlash. 
um, anytime the, the women's movement, diversity movements have ever walked a few steps forward, they're pushed back. But you have to remember that you keep your eye on the horizon and you keep on going and you don't let anything stop you. Uh, you tweeted that you were, you know, as you referred to earlier in our conversation, returning to the performing world. Tell us about that. Tell us about it. And you had a little trepidation, a little uh, stage fright. Would we call it stage fright? Um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about doing um, voiceover and radio or uh, even, for me, television and film is that I don't get really too nervous because I know you can do it again. Uh, you know, you can do another take. Yeah. When you can get stage fright is when you have to learn an entire piece and go on stage for two hours and hope that nothing goes wrong. Yeah. That's when you, and a performer can get stage fright. Yeah. And I've had that before in the past, but I do notice that once I get out on stage, I'm in the zone. And I don't think about anything else other than just being in that reality and being in the moment and and, and you get over it. Um, the little bit of trepidation when I first went in the studio to start uh, X-Men 97 this week was uh, the, my own you know, thoughts of do I still have it? You know, do I still have your, you know, 10, 11 years of not being in an animation studio of playing a, a, a role and rogue I hadn't done for 30 years. You know, yeah. we did, did that 30 years ago next wow. year. Wow. So, uh, but she came right back and uh, it was like it was yesterday. So yeah. yeah. Tell us about rogue. What do we need to know about rogue? Well, well, sugar rogue is the strongest woman in the universe. <laughs> rogue, uh, Rogue is, is she is known and acknowledged to be the strongest woman in the universe mm -hmm. because her superpower is that if she touches anybody skin to skin, she drains them of all their life power, their, all their mm -hmm. life forces, and takes it upon herself and becomes stronger. And whatever superpowers they had, she then has mm -hmm. those superpowers. So fans would know that... Uh, Ms. Marvel, who is the subject of a number of movies now, Ms. Marvel was killed by Rogue when Rogue uh, was convinced by her mother, a, a bad character, Mystique, to, to drain Ms. Marvel's life forces. And that's when Rogue got her ability to fly. She got it from Ms. Marvel. So it, it's pretty convoluted, but yeah. fans know all the details and... They're totally excited about this new announcement by Disney and Marvel Studios yeah. that that we're going to be back in the saddle and doing another another series. I think I think I read the first X Men comics. I, I'm pretty sure I was kind of one of those nerdy kids with the big pile of comics under his bed. <laughs> I mean, I can remember there was there was Cyclops and Angel and Beast and Iceman and so this is well, a, a continuity, right? This, this yeah. goes right back to the, the original origins. Were, were you That's looking at those? Did you look at those cards, uh, those uh, comics when you were a kid? No, I I wasn't into comics when I was no. a kid. But once I got the role uh, thirty mm. years ago, I started reading them, and people send them to me uh, from time to time. Fans send them to me, um, and also I'm told that kids today in school, a lot of kids who struggle with reading, uh, teachers are giving them comic comic books 
like new comic books to read and the kids are lapping them up. They're learning to read by reading comics. Um, and this, yeah. that's good to know. Uh, yeah. This show is about equality. It's about caring for each other. It's about yeah. caring for your dog, bringing everybody together, finding what is the same in all of us and, and appreciating our differences. And I think that that's a great message for mm. the world right now. Were these some of the messages that, that, that we, you tried to bring into politics or you, you're sort of, uh, those, those mirror some of your core values? Yeah, those, those are my values. I yeah. learned them early age from my parents and my grandparents. And so when I saw the role of Rogue the very first time, I completely related to her and booked the job the second I opened my mouth in the studio. Um, I, I said a couple of lines and the, the producers in Los Angeles who were on the headphones, I was in Toronto, said, yeah. that's that's the voice. Don't let her leave. That's our rogue. Um, and then when I w entered politics, I mean, uh, I just carry on. Though those are the principles mm -hmm. that I carry in all my affairs. That the voice, you know, which is wonderful. As you, where does that come from? I mean, that's uh, uh, that somebody in mind when you when you say when you when you do your rogue uh, when you step into the rogue, co you know, the costume or the rogue. No. Rogue no, Roke is really, she's really, she's really me. I, I mean, I, I originated that voice, uh, the voice for that character. Uh, they said, just use your own voice, but, you know, put a Southern accent on it. They said, we want, we want a deep, husky, sexy voice with a Southern accent. Yeah. And um, I, I waited and I didn't go to the the first auditions for it uh, because I really wasn't into doing voiceovers and cartoons at that point in time. I was a serious actor and I was doing movies and television and theater and, and all that. But my agent at the time said, Lenore, they're having callbacks. They've been looking for months for the right character, the right actor to play this character. And they haven't found it because it's you. Get in there. So I did and I and I booked it. And I just, I, I relate to her so much. I mean, she mm. spends a lot of her early years searching for herself, traveling around by herself, lonely, kind of trying to figure out what's her place in the universe. And I did mm. that. I traveled all over the world mm. by myself. Um, you know, I had some very difficult times. I was sexually assaulted a couple of times. I was raped. Uh, and I had to deal with that mm. at an early age. And, uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, mm -hmm. but you, you carry those scars with you a long time. Mm -hmm. And so Rogue has a lot of pain that she carries. And I'm able to express that in a way that, that people can relate to it. Mm -hmm. so will your place in the universe ever include politics again? <laughs> I would never say never. Uh, you, you never know where the future will lead. But I enjoyed the 12 years that I had. What a, I mean, what an amazing experience. Ten years in the legislature in Nova Scotia and two years in Parliament in Ottawa. I, I obviously would have loved to continue that and have mm -hmm. at least finish off a term of four years or go back for another one. But, uh, but at this point, I have to look at it and say, okay, there must be a reason. And right after the election, I was offered a feature film that's shooting here in 
Nova Scotia. I can't talk about that right now. The producers are going to make an announcement about that. Mm-hmm. And and then and then the X Men came along and found me. You know, they 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 hunted as they do, as they do. They got those superpowers. <laughs> they do. They do. Yes. Yeah. But, but you know, Sugar, we we all we all have our superpower, and we just have to find what that is. And my job, I think, is to tell kids they all have their own special superpower, and and they just have to focus on that because every single one of them is special, and we need them all. And and they can do anything they want as long as they put their mind to it, work hard, have a dream. They can make it come true. And that's my message for Nova Scotian kids. Those are wonderful words, Lenore, or should I say Rogue. Thank you very much for being with us today. You're so welcome. It's it's a pleasure, always. Thank yeah. you. Wonderful. I'm John DeMont in Halifax for the Saltwire Network.